You should be a monster, an absolute monster, and then you should learn how to control it. There's an intensity to what we're trying to accomplish, and um, you know, if you want to be truly great, you've got to bring it every day. Do you enjoy pain? Pain don't hurt. You blitz all night! Standing out is a long-term strategy that takes guts and produces results. If you care enough about your work to be willing to be criticized for it, then you have done a good day's work. around the world, secret lairs, the chateau. The work just doesn't stop. The chateau with frosted windows and Christmas tree in the back. Yeah. That our servants put over us. I don't know why you would say these things would be it's like I'm writing a book and extra, it's like I'm a book and extra annoying yellow warm lighting. It's like Hollywood fuzz soft lens camera on us looking so gracious anyway you guys thank you so much for joining us we're happy that you're here and uh what we want to talk about today ironically is something that we walked into into the business center uh working out someone was looking up videos of the rock working out and we thought how perfect is that we're gonna go do that next even though we're out of town and we're on the go uh, the working out doesn't stop because it's important it's key for how we live yes Right. It's funny too because somebody asked us recently if we script or have like uh, points that we talk about when we're doing this. And we were like, nope. Pretty much it's just a topic, not a like topic that we're going to talk about. Like Jen was saying, today's topic is working out. So it's such a huge conversation. I feel like the beginning of this conversation could be when you're working out, it's just you against you. So if you could just do more, a little bit more, and you can perform a little bit better than the you you were yesterday. I think that's a win. And that can apply for people who are already in great shape, who want to continue and want to maybe hit that next level or they're training for something, all the way to the person who hasn't worked out for years and they want to start working out like what they could do. So I think that's kind of cool applies for both. One of the things that I, uh, <laughs> this is super dramatic, but I like it. And it's, uh, you need to murder your weaker self. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like first when I first heard that, so there's a motivational speaker named uh, Dr. Billy Allsbrook. Dr. Reverend. Dr. Reverend. Dr. Billy Allsbrook. Yeah. And I listened to him a lot. And that's one of the things he said. At first, he was like, you need to murder your weaker self. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And they think about that for a second. That's pretty graphic. But then I thought, like, okay, if my weaker self is the person yesterday, who I was yesterday, or the weaker self is the person who doesn't want to go to the gym, the weaker self is the person who doesn't want to, you know, do extra reps or, you know, push himself. And I guess that's right. You need to do away with that weaker version of yourself. You can become stronger. That's not only true in the gym, but it's true as a writer as well. And anything that I think that you're pursuing. I think it goes back to one of the crazy things that Jonathan says after he works out or when he's about to go work out and he's standing in the kitchen drinking his pre-workout and he's like, I'm about to go commit first degree murder on my body. And I'm like, oh my goodness, that sounds so graphic, but understanding where he's coming from is saying like, I'm going to go push myself to my limits and it's going to hurt and it's going to feel good at the same time because I know that I'm going to be stronger on the other side. 
um, which is very different from my mentality, whereas I understand intellectually how it helps us in so many ways, physiologically and mentally, how it provides clarity, brings balance to hormones and emotions. Um, it's a stress reliever. And in the end, you know, you do a good solid workout either with someone who's experienced and trained, depending on where your comfort and physical level is, um, and you're pushing yourself to a new limit and you're growing in a new way saying, I did something that I didn't think I could do. I pushed myself beyond my comfort zone into a new space. And in the end or afterwards, I'm going to be sweating out toxins. I'm going to be having all kinds of good hormones. I'm going to be detoxing with my, um, my sweat and just moving my gut and everything in my system there. It's bringing me dopamine. It's bringing me um, endorphins and it's bringing me energy and pushing the blood flow and the oxygen to my body. So for me, I look at it as I'm going to go and I'm going to reward myself with this because I need it and I need it to do the things that I'm, I'm called to do every day. And another big thing this past couple of years was I want to set the example of a less sedentary, more physical life for our kids because I want to have the practical muscles and strength to be able to work with them without back pain, without, um, you know, uh, core weakness that is going to lead to a whole slew of other troubles. So I can sit on the floor with them. I can run with them at the park. Um, and I can lift them up as long as they need, whether it's our, you know, 30 something pound, two year old or a 40, 50 pound year old, six year old, our children are petite, by the way. So, uh, yeah, so be able to do that with good strength. Yeah, there's so much I have to say. I don't even know where to start. One at a time. First thing. Slow. I don't think any, I don't know if anybody, right? Very few times have I ever heard people sound like, oh, I really regretted going to the gym. I think for the vast majority of the time, right, for the most part, when you make yourself go, you're doing something that you know that you should be doing and that you need to go ahead and push yourself to that next level to be go ahead and hit that next um, rep or that next round of working out that you need to hit. So I don't think anybody's ever gone to the gym and it's like, oh, you know, I actually don't. I After they're done, they're like, oh, I wish I hadn't gone to work out. Like everybody's good like, once you actually do it. And the second thing is, I think for uh, creatives, like I'm talking, of course, from like the writer standpoint, but for creatives, I know a lot of people who don't like to read uh, their bad reviews. And I read all my reviews because I feel like uh, if enough people are saying the same thing, like even if it's like a one or two star review, but if enough people are saying the same thing, that maybe there's an opportunity for me to grow and learn in there. Um, but a lot of authors don't like reading their bad reviews. And for me, it's like nothing, right? Like, and I think that comes back to the gym, like, these people don't understand what I'm doing to my body because I like it uh, five times a week. I hit five times a week. We can talk about that too, like how many times a week. But five times a week, I'm just going in. I'm training like a mercenary. Like I'm training like I'm actually training for something to go do something. And uh, when I, so I get all my um, energy out there. So when I do go read those reviews, like anything that anybody says to me, can't touch me, right? None of that's going to matter at all. Like, people have no idea what I'm willing to do to myself or whatever I've said to myself to motivate myself. Like, anything that they say is not going to hold, you know, a candle. Um, I think that's really interesting. You're talking about as creative because you talked before about being a performer. You're, 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 you're a performer. You eat, you feel yourself. 
uh, the performer, and that's you performing at the keyboard, performing you know your day-to-day tasks as a father, and being able to go and sustain that um, maximum effort writing 5 a.m. schedule. And I think that goes back to the same thing, being physical as well. Like it's not like you're only sitting down for like 18 hours a day, but then you go to the gym for an hour and then you're sitting down again because you know you're also very hands-on around the house and with the kids and running around. Maybe we should dial it back, maybe for the person who's been to uh, work out. And then we can talk maybe for somebody who's a little bit more advanced. So I think if you're beginning to work out, a lot of people ask, like, you guys should work out. So I feel like how many times a week you should work out. If you're beginning, take it slow. Like, you don't have to try to, you know, run a marathon day one. So if you are not working out, I think maybe three, start with three times a week. Start with two times a week. Start with two times. Yeah. Start with a walk. Start with a walk if that's what you can do. And you know if you're honest with yourself, if you're pushing yourself. So uh, I used to be a personal trainer while I was waiting for the writing career to take off. I personal trained for a while. So I'd have people that would come in who couldn't do one push-up. And I'd be like, that's fine. Let's get on our knees because that's easier. And let's do one push-up on their knees. And they did one. I was like, okay, cool. Let's like take a break. Go ahead and recover. And let's do another one. So we would continue, and I had one client that we continued just on her knees. She couldn't do any push-ups, and by the time we were done training, she could do 10 regular push-ups. Again, it's not a marathon. You don't feel like you have to you know, do an hour at the gym five times a week to start with. Start where you're at. Yeah, another thing is that we have found, I, I don't forget who said it, but whatever your mind starts telling you, I'm done, that's enough, I can't do anymore. You've only used up maybe about forty percent of your actual capacity. Um, that there's still a lot. Is it forty percent you've used up, or you have forty percent left? I think you have forty percent left to give. Okay, forty percent left to give. Like uh, we're created as animals, like back in like the caveman time, right? Like our bodies are trying to warn us of danger when they're in discomfort to kind of like protect us, right? So we don't hurt ourselves. So like back in the day, if there's a caveman running, his body's like tired, telling him to stop still technically has you know 40 percent left to go his body's just trying to warn him like hey this is uncomfortable maybe we should do this before we hurt ourselves mm. but you can you still have 40 percent left to give i think it's amazing to see what humans are capable of and it goes back to uh we just kind of want to stay in our comfort zone i'm more comfortable sitting in this nice desk chair than i'm going to be in a few minutes over at the gym and working out and sweating and doing those push-ups that i don't like um, I listen to my body and I say, hey, there's a shoulder pain. I'm going to see what this feels like. Can I modify what I'm doing? But I'm also going to say, like, shut up, body. You, you're going to need this, you know, and I'm going to feel great afterwards for being able to do it. Um, and it's going to have, instead of saying I'm tired, I think I'm going to have more energy after this. And I'm going to move my body and I'm going to build strength and I'm going to be more flexible and it's going to give me a better quality of life so I can run the race that I'm called to and run it well. Yeah, your mind is the master and your body is the servant, not the other way around. So your body will do what your mind pushes it to do. And that's kind of like up to you. So when I work out with other people, like don't compare, that's another big thing, right? Like don't compare your journey where you're at right now to other people at the gym or even if you're working out on your own, like you just focus on you. Did you do more today than you did yesterday? Or did you push yourself to the limit and you being honest with yourself, you know you did the most? Then that's great. Whether it was just a walk around the block and that's the most you can do, 
that's awesome. If you did, you know, one push-up and that's all you could do, that's great. But I think the most important thing is that you're honest with yourself and that you're pushing your own boundaries. Because I think over time, you'll realize that your boundaries will grow. It's not that the push-ups will get easier, it's that you get stronger. Oh, I love that whole concept, by the way, that, yeah. like that things don't get easier. Life doesn't get easier. Taking care of small children, writing the next book, script, producing the next film, going into that next meeting, that next season of life, loss or whatever, it doesn't get easier, but that we can get stronger. And I think that too many of us have been told otherwise, led to believe otherwise, that we're somehow thinking we're entitled to an easier life. Like we're not, but we have this great opportunity to get stronger. And I, I really, I really live for that because um, I know day to day things are different, you know, and I'm going to bring my best every day and my best today is going to look different than yesterday. My best tomorrow is going to look different as well, but to know that there's an opportunity to be stronger and that there is no real limit to what we can do. And I think that's just so encouraging for, you know, anything and everything we want to achieve or have or be in this life. I think Bruce Lee is the one that said, don't pray for an easier life, pray for strength to bear the one you have well. Mm-hmm. So again, going back to kind of like, we're not doctors, so can't tell you know exactly what you should do for your own workout. But if somebody were to ask me what I would recommend, I would say for starting out, even two times a week is fine. If they ask how long, I would say even 45 minutes to an hour is great. Whether that means walking, doing some sort of cardio, if you're just starting off, walking is great. If you like to do, um, I would say if you're just starting off, walking is great. Push-ups on your knees, you don't have to go all the way down. You know, even if you got in that position and you went halfway down, that's the start. You got to start somewhere. That's progress. Like even when I'm working on my novel, I think every, technically every single word that I put down, that's progress. Even one word is progress. So if it's like half a push-up for you, that's progress. You got to start somewhere. And then I would say probably the last thing is maybe do either some squats or some crunches. And that's great because these are all things that you can do at your own house. Stretching is really good too. I didn't used to stretch a whole lot. And then the pandemic hit and I was like, okay, all the gyms closed. And I was like, how am I going to use this time to grow? And I thought like, well, I'm going to do more stretching now. I'm going to dive into that world. And that has helped so much. And there's tons of great information and videos and stuff you can find out on for stretching for free. I'd like to point out that during the pandemic, things got a little things being true but for Jonathan who is like a beast who needs to go to the gym get all worked up if he doesn't get that out so um he made like prison workout system in our garage in our front area so he got a sledgehammer because he couldn't get a bunch of equipment or even basic weights like we're not available so uh would you get a sledgehammer which like the t- old like the tire shop and bought like an old tire or no. someone brought one over somebody brought a tire over an old yeah. tire so like you the tires you got buckets and filled it with rocks yeah because everything was so expensive like when the pandemic hit and everybody just wanted to buy a gym equipment it was like through the roof and i was just like seeing what we had at the house that i could use so we had a big what are the big ones is it four by eight we just talked about remember oh the four by fours four by fours the big square ones yeah but the four by four is the eight foot long yeah so four by four uh eight foot long i would use that to do bicep curls just like one hand at a time right hand first and then left hand first like whatever i could do and slowly i realized like hey 
this is an opportunity for us to see what we're weak at and we're weak at like if anything like this ever happened to go like how we're we going to keep up our health so slowly then over the years for any uh since 2020 so i guess for the last two years any christmas presents to each other any father's day or mother's day or birthdays or whatever it might be we're slowly buying each other gym equipment so now we have like a squat rack and we have a bench and we're slowly starting to build over the holidays. Now I think we have like a pretty functional gym now over the last couple of years. Yeah, and right? I, I think like also there's all the resistance stuff. People are like, oh, I don't have equipment or I don't have money to buy equipment. We'll get you. We weren't going to drop thousands of dollars to yeah. get a whole weight, you know, squat rack, Smith machine, TRX, cable pull system. Some people can do that. Some people like to do that. People want to do that. Go for it. But that just wasn't what we wanted. And so uh, building it up slowly, but there's also just basic resistance stuff because our bodies weigh enough themselves. And so there are plenty of things you could, we could all do just resistance wise or just free weight stuff and, or no weight or bands and basic bands. And I think Jonathan's mother also, she does bands. So she's always staying active. She's going on her walks and she has her bands and she does little things. So she's able to do things like on her biceps and work on her back and work on all her major muscle groups you can use bands even for leg exercises as well and i think that she's a great example to to us to what we can aspire to stay physically active even with a minimal setup yoga pilates yeah i think that's funny that you said prison workout <laughs> it's funny because uh in our gym too i think it was a father's day present there's this wolf it's our company logo on a black flag and the only word underneath is just the word suffer. So that's kind of what I remind myself. Like, hey, I'm not at the gym to uh, hang out or to uh, be on my phone or to contemplate the inner workings of interdimensional black holes. I'm at the gym to work, like to do work to suffer. Because within that suffering, in there, there's a lot of freedom. And within there, there's a lot of joy. Because you know you're doing what you were meant to do. Afterwards, you feel like you've actually accomplished something. So do you like talk down to yourself to like, oh, you better go do this. Or are you like, oh yeah, I can do this. That's a good question. I'm trying to think of what I say to myself in my mind. A lot of times, like if I'm uh, really having a hard time with lifting weight or like really in it, I just have the word go in my mind and my body just obeys what my mind tells my body to do. And then I'm just counting the reps until we finish. Okay. So just kind of like go. Yeah, I don't do that, guys. You don't have to have, everybody can have their own mentality. I think everybody should, and everyone does have their own thing. Just find the thing I think that works for you. Right, you get to keep yeah. the excuses that you argue for. So if you're selling yourself, like, I don't have any equipment, you don't need equipment. Like one of the uh, most scripted guys I knew in college, all he did was squats, push-ups, and pull-ups. In your college. He did those three exercises. You have your metabolism on your side, too. Well, that's not the point, Jen. The exactly. point was, I just want to keep it real. This guy was super ripped and he only did three exercises. So if okay. you don't think you have the time or if you don't think you have exercise equipment, everybody can do squats. Everybody can go for a walk. You can do uh, stretching if you can't go for a walk. Like whatever you can do, maximize that. So this is kind of like talking to people who are just starting off. So then we can talk to maybe people who are a little bit more advanced. Mm -hmm. And for them, I would say, just continue to keep on pushing yourself and challenging yourself. I feel like we fall in very easily, we fall into these comfort zones where I'll just throw out, maybe you're doing bicep curls and it's super comfortable. You've done them a million times before and you're just going to wait with the bicep curls. 
So what else can you do? And you could switch it up and you could do hammer curls. You could switch it up and you can do reverse curls. You can do a bar instead of you can do dumbbells. So continue to challenge yourself. Like as soon as you find comfort in something, if you're used to working out, stop doing that. Don't do that anymore. There's no growth anymore, right? I think for people who do work out, we can all relate to this. When you do start doing exercises, but then after a while doing those same exercises, that same soreness kind of goes away. Because of the muscle memory, right? Yeah. Your muscles are growing. Your body's getting used to these movements and exercises. So when that happens, I either have to increase the weight so or the resistance, right? So it's still a challenge for me. Or I go ahead and switch that all together and start doing something else that challenges me. So there's different ways of lifting or working out. Like there's just the cardio stuff for people who are into running and biking. Maybe they don't want to have as much muscle mass. They want muscles that are longer. There's folks who want to build more muscle. There's some people who are thinking that they don't want to do weights, um, but there's benefits in that. Like, you know, people are powerlifting. I, I, I don't know that there's just like working out, right? Because there's a whole like variety. Like yeah, different people exercise. want different things from exercising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah sure. so like. But so I feel like everybody should exercise. Even if you're not in any competitions, you're not training for anything, you want to be healthy. If not even if not for your loved ones, for yourself, like do it for yourself. You're not gonna do it for anybody else because mm-hmm. the benefits are just like endless. Like you like what Jen was saying, like you feel good afterwards. Um, if you're working out consistently, you're losing weight. You and then that goes hand in hand with eating. And I know for me at least, it's more of an incentive for to me to eat healthier too because I know I just committed first degree murder on my body at the gym. But then I don't want to go home and eat, you know. A double fatty cheeseburger Again? with onion fries. Again. Yeah. Or could be something else. I really like cheeseburgers. I know you do. Eat a, uh, you know, I don't know, something else with pizza. Okay. Like a deep pan fish, uh, pan pizza with buffalo wings and a Coke. Don't do not for wings. She really likes wings. Like wings. Because I know what I just did to my body at the gym. So that kind of helps motivate too. They work hand in hand. So it's like a whole cycle and routine of things that work together. Is that what you're saying? You have a discipline. Oh, I think that's a key thing. Hold on. I'll circle back to the whole cycle thing. For me, it's not about being motivated because I will never always be motivated, but I have to be disciplined. And that was a huge thing because for me over the years, um, I played sports in high school, but you know, college, later college, I started going to the gym and then since then I would go off and on and I'd have different periods of like yo-yoing between what I'm focused on. I had trained for like a half marathon and we did that. Um, but I think it would say it's going on um, almost three years of being consistent in lifting and in uh, pushing myself in those new limits to build strength and muscle mass, not bulky, just muscle mass, which by the way, is incredibly difficult to put on muscle for anyone who thinks that you can just lift a few weights and get some muscle, that's not the case, um, to be consistent. And, and part of that was coming to the realization of needing to create a routine, a schedule, and being disciplined about showing up for that appointment with myself regularly because of all the benefits that would come from it. So that's a side, another tangent. But going back to how everything's a cycle and works together, not going about your day haphazardly, building in those time slots for the things that we need to do, being consistent with showing up at the gym to fuel your body when you're eating. That gives you all that we need. It gives us all that we need to do those things. So if you want, whatever our goals and our dreams are, like you can't 
do it all if we're sick. We can't do it all if we're breaking our backs, if we are in pain, if our schedule is riddled with doctor's appointments uh, for inflammatory diseases or physical things that can be managed if we had better uh, physical working of our bodies. And so part of that is we have, I don't want to say we have a team, but we have some, they're basically like friends now, but they're folks that we go to that help us and we refer to them. We defer to them when we have questions. So we have a fantastic, uh, he's a chiropractor, but he's so much more because uh, he does so much more than just the whole like back stuff. But um, over at the doctor, like I'll talk to him about a knee pain, about a hip pain, and we're talking muscle, we're talking stretches, we're talking about rolling it out, we're talking about how the whole system works together with the IT band. It's not just a, oh, you're getting old and so your knees and hips are going to hurt. It's like, no, I don't accept that. I rebuke that and I'm going to go ahead and it's going to hurt when I roll it out and I'm going to have to take that extra time to, to stretch it out, but it's going to make me stronger so I can keep doing all the things that I want to want to do and for me in particular that was um that is karate and lifting and we should say too like we're not perfect so oh. i mean i know that i try to hit five times in a week and i'll be honest with you i usually do hit five workouts in a week like uh today is saturday we're recording i'm going to hit my fifth time this week because uh week three starts sunday ends on saturday but there have been times where i have to decide like okay what's more important trying to get in another uh gym session or there's like you know a script that really needs to be written or Jen really needs to do some work. So that means I'm on uh, duty with the kids. So if it's like family or if it's like work that, you know, helps support us, Jim has to come third. So there are times and situations that happens. But like Jen was saying, if you coordinate your day and you set aside time, that rarely happens. It's out of the ordinary that mm -hmm. I wouldn't hit five times a week. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's, for me at least, what really helps is when I go to bed at night, I kind of review in my mind how the next day is going to go. And of course, never goes to plan, but it's kind of like I have uh, at least a plan set where it's going to be, okay, I'm going to write, I got 2,000 words, then at this time I'm going to go to the gym, and when I come back, I can do the other 2,000 words before I'm on duty with the kids, and then Jen's on her work day. So have a plan in place, and then know that the plan's not always going to go to, to plan, but it will help. And then what Jen was saying too about discipline, because I feel like Discipline will take you places that motivation can't. Because mm. motivation. Can you just preach? Can you just preach? Like, preach. I mean, that was really good. I don't think I've heard you say that one before. Say it again. Discipline will take you places that motivation can't. And that's the same thing for writing, too. For me, I see so many parallels between writing and working out. Because uh, I, I hear it from other authors, too. Like, oh, I don't feel motivated. And I feel like telling them, like, motivation has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with you writing. Somebody says they don't feel motivated to come to the gym. I'm like, good, this has nothing to do with you feeling motivated. It has everything to do with you feeling disciplined. Like, this is what you, this is what's going to get done. This is what has to get done. That's it. You don't have to feel motivated about it. This is what's going to happen. And I feel like that really helps me when I'm going to, uh, but I mean, I like the gym, so it's easier for me that way. But I don't I'm, like the gym. When I'm going to the keyboard <laughs> or going to the gym, I just kind of come to peace with this is happening. And you, your, body, your body will do what your mind tells it to. I think that's the key thing, too, is... Uh making that decision this is happening i don't need to think about whether or not i'm going to go to the gym today i don't need to think about whether or not i'm going to go work out or whatever it is i don't i don't have to think about it it is it is a fact and it changes your whole mindset of how we approach it um because it's already a decision and 
we have avoided decision fatigue of whether or not we're going to work out and having that routine of going, you know what you do, depending again on what kind of exercise you're into, you don't have to think too much about what you're going to do at the gym because that could, as another thing, people are like, well, I have a membership and I kind of just walk around and I try this and I walk around and I try that. There are a bountiful resources and when we're starting out, it's easier because you're not doing um, such a huge variety to start. And then as you get more into it, there are just so many resources. There are people on Instagram, there are um, trainers, there are videos like this person who was here before us searching the rock workouts. Like there's, there's plenty. There are people at the gym who are willing to help out, paid or unpaid. You can ask questions. And um, there are circuits at the gym sections where it's like a two, three minute circuit and you get a full raw body workout that, you know, each time and you don't have to think about it. You just hit go and in your mind, go, do your reps, move on, do your reps and move on to the next thing. And you don't need to overcomplicate it or think about it too much. It's just a matter of a decision being made for ourselves and staying committed to that. Yeah, we have a lot of people within our community who drive trucks. So I've been talking to some of them to, you know, get healthy because I know a lot of the times for somebody who's driving as a full-time job, it might be difficult to stay active, right? You're just sitting all day when you're driving. But then it's kind of on you. It's up to you to, at the end of your workday, whatever that looks like when you're pulled over, do you have 20 minutes? Do you have 30 minutes? Whether it's just a walk, whether it's around up, you know, push-ups and squats, like that's all stuff that you can do. You don't need any equipment to do it. So it kind of takes away a lot of the excuses. Oh, I'm tired. Oh, we're all tired. And then if you're tired at night, maybe then you should do it in the morning. So I know, I know like for me, like what Jen was talking about, decision fatigue. So decision fatigue is a very real thing where you have a certain amount of, you have a finite amount each day of brain capacity to make decisions. So I don't know if you've ever experienced this before, but in the mornings, you know, you're ready to go and then you maybe have a long day at work where you're having to make different decisions, different calls. Uh, if you're staying at home, maybe with the kids, you're just answering questions nonstop and making decisions for them. They have more <laughs> questions and more questions. You have to decide what are they going to eat for breakfast and where are they going to have for lunch and you have to take them to this event. All that stuff is tapping your decision-making power. So I don't know if you've had these days where at the end of the day, you just feel spent or just like physically or emotionally or mentally, you're just exhausted because you've made so many decisions throughout the day. So, that, and that goes back to like why uh, Steve Jobs and a lot of these. Um, My former uh, creative director. Creative director. He always wore all black everything. That's one of the ways they help reclaim some of that decision fatigue is by having something that they wear like every single day. They're not going to sit at their closet or their drawers like thinking and deciding and debating what to wear because that's all going to start taking away from their decision-making power for the day so they already set aside clothes and they know exactly what they're going to wear it's so like for myself i'm either i'm usually either like in jeans and one of our wolfpack shirts or i'm in one of our wolfpack shirts and i'm in uh, workout shorts workout. workout shorts for the gym that's it that's like 90 percent of the time i think that's what you would see me in now even when we go out when we do like uh, different signing panels or different events i'm wearing jeans and i'm wearing the shirt I have Converse that I wear and then uh, gym shoes that I wear from the gym. And that's about it. So remember to guard your decision-making skills like your life depends on it because it does. So guard that time that you have to make decisions. And that's what Jim was saying. If you have already time built into your schedule where you know you're going to work out, you don't really have to think about
about it, right? You don't have to like wake up and be like, oh, I wonder if I'm going to work out today. I should work out this time or should I work at that time? And if you keep on pushing working out to later on in the day, then you're tired and it may not happen. So I already have like a routine set. Because you're talking about in the evening, if you're tired, go work out in the morning. Yeah, because I know for me personally, I have more energy in the mornings and then probably like around six or seven, like after dinner, it's all a quick decline to zombie land <laughs> when I start just like passing out. Like sometimes, not sometimes, like last week or two weeks ago, uh, Jen and I were watching Graham Hancock's Apocalypse. Something Ancient really Apocalypse. Ancient Apocalypse, yeah, on Netflix. And I thought it was great. I liked it. Don't get me wrong. Super interesting. It gave me so many ideas for uh, books too. But we're writing, we're watching this, and it's not even that late. Like she put the kids to bed. So I think it might be like 8 o'clock, 8.30. 8.15. 8.15. And I am just, I can't keep my eyes open because I'd waken up at five o'clock that morning and just roared into the void all day. So at nighttime, I'm just like done. But that's a good thing. Like I've talked about that before with Jen and some of our friends. I don't want to ever go to bed with energy, feeling like I had more to give. Because then I wondered if I go to bed, I'm not tired, I still have energy left. Did I give everything that I had that day? And then for me personally, the answer is no. I didn't give everything I had. If I can go to bed and I don't immediately start drooling. <laughs> immediately start drooling? In a coma. Oh my goodness. If I'm laying in bed awake and I can't fall asleep, I'm like, man. I don't think has that ever start. happened to you. That I lay in bed awake? Yeah. Every once in a while. Yeah. Because I always think sometimes that you're asleep even before your head actually hits the pillow. You're out. A lot of times that's the truth. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Do we have anything? Leave that alone. <laughs> Do we have anything else to say for the working out part? So we kind of hit a uh, good routine for the beginner, something that can mix it up, switch up things for the person who's been working out for a while. Don't do anything that's easy. Comfort is your enemy. So if you're doing anything that's easy, stop doing that and challenge yourself to do something more. Like Jen and I kind of say now, or at least I say, I don't know if you say this. What do you say? But my North Star is uh, doing hard things. I only want to do hard things now. And that's whether projects we take on for the business now or that's things at the gym, exercises at the gym. No, I don't say that. No, I don't only want to do hard. You say maximum effort. I say, I don't know what I say, but I definitely say, what is John been getting us into now? I'm just kidding. Well, one thing too, <laughs> another good point too is at the gym, mm -hmm. is that when you do put yourself in position to learn and grow. So let's say, uh, for example, I'll just use myself sure. as an example, do. doing box jumps. So I got really good at box jumps do three foot box jumps, like, you know, reps of them, jumping three foot on and off, jumping to the side, jumping over it, all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. But after a while, I mean, it wasn't as challenging as it had been. So we decided to go to jump rope. So I have a, somebody I work out with. Um, so we're at the gym and we're learning, learning to jump rope. And we just look like, you know, children. Like there's all these like, you know, people like guys with their, you know, uh, cut off sleeves, girls, women in their Lululemons. And they're all doing, you know, exercises and then here we are it's like trying to jump and getting tangled in our feet and then kind of like resetting and getting maybe two jumps the next time and then tripping over ourselves and then resetting maybe do three times is it that bad yeah for me it was <laughs> for me it was at least because i had never jumped rope before this is maybe two oh. years ago this is before the pandemic so there's no teddy like, bear teddy bear mm -mm. don't touch the ground I have okay. no idea what you're talking about it's a it's a jump roping song it was a family-friendly show. Yes. Stop. <laughs> so we, uh, this is before the pandemic, so maybe 18, 19, that we were doing this. Mm -hmm. And there's definitely some humbling, humbleness, being humble involved in that process. But I think that's good for us.
and eventually like months and months doing it every week. So when you do take yourself out of that comfort and you put yourself up at the base of a new mountain to climb, there is going to be some humbling involved. But I think that's good for us. I think we can all be humbled. I think one of the next episodes we should talk about Jen taking karate and then myself in boxing. And kind of, I know for me, that was a huge humbling experience when I started boxing. Uh, but we can talk about that in a different episode. I think it's good for you. It's good for you to grow. It's good for you to challenge yourself.